Welcome into the Press Pass. This is the Thursday, May 26th edition, episode 369. Today's episode brought to you by the Furman family of companies, including Furman Land Surveyors, Geodata Spatial, The Depot, Storage Solutions Center, The Red Box, Fat Boys Family Barbecue, and The Hot Dog Hut over at 518 Southeast 10th and Bar 3 Sports Bar and Grill. Want a place to go, hang out, check out all the TVs? That's Bar 3 Sports Bar and Grill. A lot to get to on our final episode, Season 5 of the Press Pass. Baseball in the playoffs, and we've got a special guest, the head coach for the Highland Park football program, Ty Stout, coming in. So you don't want to miss that. It is a really good program, and if you're a Highland Park fan, I think it'll get you fired up. I do, too. I, I mix. Ty was a fantastic interview today, a lot of energy, got a great coaching staff ahead. I, I hope people look at this interview and, and really see that the uh, – Things are starting to take a good turn there out at Highland Park, a very difficult place to coach at right now. Now, will it be in a couple of years? Right. I don't know. Good to see you on this Thursday, Craig. Great rain this week. We actually got rain. I can't believe it, but we wouldn't be remiss if we didn't start this our final show of the school year before we take a hiatus in June of the Uvalde tragedy. Mm-hmm. And, and again... It's sad that every day it seems like in this world we lead news. Well, my Twitter timeline says stupid crap like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right. But real news with this this terrible mass shooting um in in our state. In our and this is this effect to me, when you look at this, Craig, and you see you know, you hear about Buffalo, you hear about this, but when you start seeing Texas it hits it hits hard man it it it's hard and you know i've got two kids still in school and you just sit there and you wonder how safe are your kids and and it's it it's sad because i can tell you firsthand administrations and schools do everything they possibly can to keep your kids safe doors are locked yes, everywhere that is not the issue it's just it's kind of it, it's it's a sad look at society because it feels like that's where our society's going. You have here's the end of the day. You can't prepare for, no. for a psycho. You can't prepare for a, a, a an, an idiot. You can't prepare for somebody that's trying to make a name for himself. I don't give. A, I'm going to be blunt here. I don't give a shit if he says he's bullied. I don't give a shit if he says that. That that he's mentally unstable, that's 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 cop outs, man. And and these guys never get justice because they they take suicide by cop or take themselves out. And you can't prepare for that, right? I'm sorry about my language here on this show, folks, but I really am just upset, and I think all of us are, and we don't know how to handle. It. And you've seen a reaction of we need to do a better job in this and that. You you can't. What job do you do? Right. It, it's I, – I, I don't know – I don't know how – at some point in time, something has to change. And I just don't know what that is. And I, it's, it's awful. And I saw – if you haven't seen it, go to Twitter. Anderson Cooper did a fantastic interview with um, a gentleman who was a, a med, medical rescue person, I think. Uh, to some extent, and he went to work on a little girl, and we'll see if I can get through this. He goes to work on a little girl, her face is covered in blood, 
and he's asking, are you okay? And she's just bawling uncontrollably. And she says, my best friend got killed. And he talks to her, and as he does, she calls out this little girl's name. It's his daughter. It is three minutes that will just rip your heart apart. I mean, this guy is, I don't know how I got through the interview, to be honest with you. Yeah. And he, he cries a lot. And I would tell you to go watch that because if it's just a moment that no parent wants to go through. And it was, it was absolutely heartbreaking. These were nine and 10-year-olds? Yep, two fourth graders. Two, two teachers protecting the kids? These are, these are, these are 10-year-olds. These aren't, they, they didn't even get a chance. Mm-hmm. Because some eighteen-year-old piece of shit is just sad with life, right? And and wants to go making a name for himself. It's you, it's baffling. And again, I apologize for my language today. I'm just very, it's very angry situation. It's it and, is not a good situation. And, and then you then and what makes me matter is the blame game starts, and and a lot of blame starts happening. At the end of the day, there's no way you can't prep for that guy. That and I say that guy being just that shooter, and not him is a, a per, just a shooter. Right. You can't. No, you you can't. I, I without trying to be too political in this. End of the day, we just need to wake up as a country and a society and quit blaming each other, quit taking sides, and do what our forefathers did, and that was compromise and. Meet in the middle and figure this crap out. Yeah. Instead of, nope, I'm this, I'm that. How about we get together and, and try and solve problems? That's something we have quit doing. We have. We, we just, we, now it's just become of a point of pointing fingers and yep. who does what wrong yep. in judging. We don't do enough. We don't do enough supportive positivity. We, there's not enough positivity in this world. There's not enough love. And yeah, I put, I put a sappy tweet out, Craig. I felt really guilty about this last night because it's not me. But you know, I look at you. You're one of my best friends. I love you. I don't tell you that enough, man. And guess what? I might not see you tomorrow. Right. Because you can't guarantee it. No. And we don't say it enough because we're too busy in our own lives being narcissists and, and being and being selfish about what we do. We're not we're not great at being positive and being caring for one another. But I love you, brother. And and it's and we don't say that kind of stuff to each other. Well, I love you too, man. And, you know, it's just stop and, and smell the roses sometimes. And I'm as guilty as anybody. Oh, me I, too. But stop and smell the roses and tell the people you love them. Give them hugs. Be open about it. And, yeah, I know, some people, that's not their nature. But make it a little bit of your nature. It, it's just it is amazing what just a little bit of love and care will do in this world. Agreed. And I'm I'm like you. I'm guilty. And again, let's get the show rolling. I think we just wanted to give our two cents and I apologize again for my language in this thing. I think when you're just angry, you wanna you wanna express way sometimes you just express things in a very bad way and I probably just did that, but we're not gonna have Craig edit it. I'm just gonna have him leave it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get this show rolling today. We we are though. Our, our, I know Craig and I's thoughts are there in Uvalde in a horrible situation and nothing can be done. Except healing, which I don't know how long it's going to take. But let's right. get the show rolling today. Let's get it going. Yeah. Let, let's start with, uh, because we got Ty Stout. We're going to finish the show with Ty Stout. So we got some football news there. So let's start with baseball then. Yes. Um, last night, Canyon Falls and a heartbreaker to Argyle, 3-2. to two. Mason Alley does a great job on the mound for, the, for uh, Canyon. 
Um, but this Evan Brandt was just too much for the Eagles to overcome at the plate. Looked like, you know, I followed it on Game Changer. I'm sure you, you kind of followed it throughout the night. It seemed like a fantastic baseball game, a high school baseball game. It was. 3-2. How many hits? Five total? Uh, something like that. It seemed like whoever's going to score last one in, in Argyle, unfortunately, got a one in the top of the seventh. Yes. Canyon couldn't answer. Canyon had taken the lead on a double in an air. It played, I mean, Alley pitched his butt off. Canyon did everything right in this game, man. I, that's a game where you look at it, Doach Donuts have to look at it and go, they were better. Right. We didn't do anything wrong to lose this game. They no. were better. No. And, and to kind of summarize this game for you, bottom of the seventh, Canyon's got two outs. Um, they've got a runner at third base in Gavin Jones. Hunter Anderson uh, is at the plate, two strikes on him, and he hits a screamer right at the first baseman who yeah. reaches out to his left and grabs it. That's just the kind of game it was. Those are great baseball games. If you love baseball, that's the kind of game you like. Mm-hmm. It was done in two hours. Uh, it was clean baseball. Clean. Clean baseball. Exactly. Good pitching, timely hitting. And, you know, I know Hunter Anderson very well, and I hate that for him. But as Ron Washington said, that's the way baseball goes. Uh, Sometimes baseball you hit goes. a screamer and you're like, Yes! Crud, he caught it. Yeah, right at so, it. Man. It's just the way it goes. So those two teams face off again this morning at 11 o'clock at Abilene Christian University there at Crutcher Scott Field. If the Eagles can win that one, game two, 30 minutes following that one, best of luck to the Eagles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully they can uh, take out Argyle. In Class 2A, game start tonight. Clarendon and Albany doing battle at LCU. First game at 7 o'clock. And then the next two games will be on Saturday there at LCU beginning at 2 o'clock. Yeah, so that's a best of three. And then in 1A, obviously, Craig, your Nazareth Swifts. My Nazareth Swifts. <laughs> Easy, don't be getting me in trouble. <laughs> your Nazareth Swifts play Ira in one of the most intriguing uh, regional finals in, in, the, in a long time up here in the Panhandle. And there's for many reasons. The storylines write themselves. Nazareth head coach. Here's the start of the storylines, folks. This 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 thing has so many nuggets to it. Tyler Goodwin, the head coach of 18 and 0 Nazareth undefeated, is taking on his father, Todd Goodwin, and the undefeated Ira Bulldogs. Yep. Is that right, Bulldogs? That, that's it. 22 and 0. Best of three series. This is is this the state championship? I don't know. It could be. It's possible. There are some really good teams there in are. 1A. There are. I don't want to say that, but it's a great regional final. It, it is an unbelievable regional final. Probably the best regional final. Ranked number one and number two in the state, Ira and Nazareth are. And this game, it, it, my first question for you is, and you know, I don't know how in the heck you would go back and research this, but this is just in the Texas panel. This is across the state of Texas. Do you think we've ever reached the point in the season of the regional finals where both teams in baseball, where it's so easy to lose a game, are undefeated? I'd love to go back and look at Somehow that's got to be the stat somewhere. That's unbelievable. Oh. It, 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 I think it's easier done in 1A right. than maybe a 5A school by right. far because they don't play near as many games. And, and, the, and, and you don't play as many series-type games. This thing has just greatness written all over it, doesn't it? I it, mean, it does. And, and it starts on Friday, seven o'clock at Lubbock Cooper. Game two, five o'clock. There must be a graduation there somewhere. I'm, 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 something's going on. Something. Five o'clock Saturday with a game three to follow, if necessary. I see low scoring. I see great pitching, and I see cl- another one of those games with a lot of clean baseball here. I agree with you. I think tonight's or tonight's Friday night's game at seven o'clock. I'm sure Nazareth will have Trent Gerber on the mound. I see this as a one o 
2-1, maybe at best 3-2 ball game. Mm-hmm. Which way it goes, I don't know. Uh, Gerber's been flat-out dominant. He throws a fastball in the mid-80s, which is something you don't see a whole lot in 1A. Plus, he's got really good control. Uh, he knows how to pitch. Um, I just see this as very low scoring. I, I think this series gets decided in game two and game three is whose pitching is better. And I will tell you, and I've coached the kid, and he's a gamer. Watch for Carson Hyman in game two. I'm going to guess he's going to be the starter in game two for Coach Goodwin. That's a kid that knows how to pitch in big games. I've seen him do it. Uh, he could be the wild card in the key to Nazareth winning. How, how, the dynamic of the father-son too, Craig. Pretty interesting. Oh, it, it, it is. And it, that's got to be an odd situation. And, and we see this all the time. Fathers and sons coach against each other. But at the regional finals, both teams undefeated. You're one, number two. That's a rarity. Yeah. What's mom do? <laughs> Go shopping somewhere. <laughs> you guys fight it out. I'll be oh, back. Oh, poor mom in this situation. Oh, my gosh. It is because both of them are trying to fight for a spot in, in Austin. And, and be a part of that. And you know that the dad wants to be proud of Tyler. You know, Todd wants to be Tyler, but he wants to beat, his, beat him too. Right. It's just such a weird dynamic. It is. So any if any of these three series, I mean, if you're looking forward to any of them, and, and Canyon's already started, but I, I, and Claren has its own storylines, but this thing is just, it just writes itself. It does. It's, it's a great movie. It is what it is. It'll be fantastic baseball. And I think that's what we will see in all these. We already started it last night with Canyon and Argyle. Claren and Albany, Claren is way better than you anticipate. Yancey Malloy does a really good job. He does. When you get this far in the playoffs, baseball is fun in high school. Sometimes during the regular season, it can be a beating because uh, it can look a little bit like six-man football when you get the really good teams <laughs> taking on the really bad teams. Great comparison. It's just it's ugly baseball. It is. When you get this far in the playoffs, it is fun to watch, and it is what baseball is about. These games get over quickly. There's timely hitting, good pitching. It's just fun. I completely agree. So, again, follow us this weekend. Um, we'll be following all the baseball action. We'll have it for you. Depending on what, you know, we'll have Canyon probably later today. We have a feature going on Todd and, and Tyler Goodwin. This uh, Lee Passmore's riding. We'll have that up this evening. And then baseball, you know, on, on Saturday. So, a uh, big weekend ahead on PressPassSports.com. Definitely. And uh, we're almost at the end of the season. And you know we're almost at the end of the season because we're going to flip over to football. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I it, love it, man. Uh, it, I, 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 I'm already ready. Well, and, and if you want to get, if you want to quench your thirst for football, there's a couple places you can be on Saturday. First, uh, when it comes to 11 on 11 at Childress, they're having a D3 7 on 7 tournament. State qualifier. State qualifier in this one. Pool A is Childress, Electra, Shamrock, and Wellington. Pool B is Groover, Panhandle, Quana, and Stratford. Yeah, what a, what a match. What a, what a, Seven on seven, this is, you know, as you see Matt Stepp, man, he was a ringleader of seven on seven. He tries to make this more popular every year. I think you see more teams get involved. We didn't have state qualifiers up here three years ago. Right. And now we have two. We have this one, and then Dumas has one on June 4th. And I think that's a Division two one because, because I think there's three levels down. Six A's are by themselves at D1, five A, four A's, D2, and then D3 is three A down. I'm glad that's you know all that. I think that's how they work it out. I could be wrong. I, I get a little confused in, in all that and, and how it works out. I just look to see who qualifies into right. the and, day. And again, 707 is not anything like, like you said, 11 on 11. I know what you meant there. It's not right. any, It's not anything like, uh, in, hey, look, you could go 10 and 0 in state qualifier, win state, and then go 0 and 10 in 11 man football, right? 
it, here's what it does. I think what it does for a lot of kids and coaches keeps kids at the program, keeps receivers and and, and quarterbacks fresh. Right. It, you know, get some get some prep for the routes, and I think it gives coaches something to do. You know, because we're all itching to play to play football. No, we we definitely are. So. First game there begins in Childress at 9 o'clock. You don't want to miss that. And then in Happy on Saturday, they've got a six-on-six tourney. Oh, nice. And nice. this is something that the six-man schools, I think, have kind of taken from seven-on-seven man uh, from seven on seven, right. uh, with the 11-man schools. Uh, this one's going on in Happy. Happy, Silverton, White Deer Valley, Happy, Crest, uh, Will Dorado's going to be in this one. Happy's got a JV. White Deer's got a JV. Valley and Crest as well. So lots of good football action going on there. That first game starts at 9, ends with what might end up being the best game of the uh, whole uh, thing that day at 5.30, Happy and Valley doing battle. I'm sure this will not be the last time these two teams see each other. In June or August or September or – November or wherever <laughs> we're at. So. Wherever we're at. It could be. Hey, so Camden – I guess as uh, leading the uh, quarterback, it, he will be, and uh, that's why I say Happy and Valley be really interesting because you know Corbin Stanley, Blake Beard, Parker Hartman, that whole crew taking on uh, Camden and Kyten Johnson and Trice Johnson, Jimmy Reyes. It'll be a lot of fun, but I can't wait to see some of these other teams. Crest has gotten way more athletic over the years. I think they are, they are starting to really try and build a program. Curious to see what Will Dorado pulls out. Obviously, Coach Rook over at White Deer. So, should be a lot of fun. It really should. Should be. And you talk about building a program. We're about to start you with an interview uh, to end our year. You know, this is our last show of of, of the school year. I, don't, I want to keep saying 2022, but we're back in like in July. It's still 2022. <laughs> the last the last show of the school year before we take our little break in June. And we had to bring in a guy, man, that I think that you, that you and I have noticed since he was hired in April has put a splash into a school at Highland Park. Ty Stout, Highland Park grad, Highland Park coach, Caprock assistant coach, and now he's back to lead his alma mater. I love this guy already. So next up here on the Press Pass, we're going to welcome in a coach who uh, he is excited to get the process started, and that is the new Highland Park boys football coach, Ty Stout. Coach, welcome in. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. He's the boys football coach? Is there is – there, I oh, don't know. Some states have started Powder Puff. I have guess. they? I yeah. guess. I yeah. guess. You know. It's just it's like you get so boys. used to boys and girls, basketball. <laughs> and I do it too. I say the girls softball coach. <laughs> yeah. Coach, thanks for coming in today, man. I, I know there's been a lot of – no pun intended, Buzz, uh, mm-hmm. since you've taken the mm-hmm. job out at Hollow Park, and, and you kind of hit the ground running the last, mm-hmm. few, last couple months. Absolutely. Uh, showed up just on a mission, really. Um, the first was to get a staff, you know, and, and I will say that this is probably the best staff that a guy could ask for at this level especially. Uh, next thing was just to build a culture, you know, in-store core values, our expectations with the kids, um, and then try to – try to instill in the kids that you can be great. There's there's no reason that you can't. You know, 0 and 10 is a thing of the past now. We're never going to do that again. And so the kids are buying in. Uh, they're already just – they're showing up early, leaving late, doing extra work, putting in the time. I'm I'm just – I'm so excited to see what these guys can do because I, I don't think they know their true, their true potential yet. I really don't. Well, lots of things to get to, but let's start here. Talk about building that program because this is not a historically winning type program. As you talked about, 0-10 seasons, how difficult is that as a coach to come in and start building that program from the bottom? I think the biggest thing is um, 
you can't think about winning right off the bat. You have to you have to do the necessary things that are going to lead to the winning. So, you know, like I said earlier, the expectations. What, what do we expect out of our kids every day? Film, weights, meetings, grades, you know, you name it. Those have to be instilled first. Then we have to get structured. We have to get organized. Our practice time has to be minute to minute. You know, we know exactly what we're doing. Uh, we got to grind on Saturdays. We got to you know, prepare for our next opponent. Those are the little things there that will always lead to winning down the road. And and that's something I'm trying to always tell myself is don't expect to change this on the first year. This might be a process that's going to take a couple of years, but but I'm okay with that. You know, like I'd rather build a solid culture and a solid foundation that will last decades, hopefully down the road, than try to just magically go and, and do something that first year and then it all crumble apart later. So, you know, for people that don't know the name Tyson out recently at Cap Rock under Dan Sherwood, but was with Craig Shores. So you've been out. You were at Craig Shores in his last coaching stint at Highland Park. Yes. So you've been out there. You've seen what it takes. Mm-hmm. Craig won out there. Mm-hmm. There, You always hear the – so you've seen it firsthand. You always hear that there's no community. You know, we have to cherry pick from where we get things. How do you build community? In a place that that's kind of sits out in this uh, no man's land. So the interesting part is I graduated from Highland Park. Is that right? In 2005. Okay. Um, right. Had a strong community base. Uh, a lot of farming kind of kids at that time. Um, the community, the moms were there, you know, at the at the booster club or the dads were, were doing their thing. I mean, it was a big community. You know, I was fortunate enough. I graduated. I went to UTEP. I played uh, college football there. Graduated in 2009, came back, got a job at Highland Park, and the community was still pretty strong at that time, too. <clears throat> and then uh, with Craig, like I said, three years of playoff runs, boom, boom, boom. You know, I, I think what it takes is you have to win to get the community. I mean, that that's that's a big part. But as well as you got to show those parents that we're taking care of your kids. Like, they're in the best – possible program that they can be in they're in the best school they can be in you know and giving those parents the peace of mind that my kid is happy they're getting coached hard you know I need to go and support my kid now and so that's kind of what we're going to really shoot for is is having these kids believe in us and trust in us and spread the word to their parents and their friends and whoever else that they got some good things going on at Highland Park. You know, y'all need to y'all need to come out and watch this, and we can spread that as much as possible. And and just it just takes a little bit a little bit of effort at the beginning. Realignment occurs every two years and maybe impacts Highland Park more than anybody this year because you go down to two A Division One. How important do you think that is to get away from the Canadians and the free owners of the world and fall into schools that probably Highland Park fits better with? I think it's really important. I mean, I, like I said, I was at HP for eight years prior, and we did have to face Canadian and Childress, and and that's a struggle, you know, and because they have they have tradition and they expect to win in those places. Um, dropping down is going to give us a shot to to hopefully do some good things. I mean, we still got a long road ahead of us with Panhandle and Farwell and Stratford and. And even uh, Fritch and WT, you never know, 
you never know what's going to happen when you get into district. And so, but I do feel like dropping down is going to help us um, numbers wise, you know, and we're, we're a little short on numbers right now. As we start winning, I think our numbers will go up and we'll be able to compete at the 3A. Um, so this is this is paramount. We need to do something now. Like these next two years need to be successful years so that we can, that'll be our catalyst, hopefully, if we jump into 3A in two years. You talked about building your staff. Uh, I don't know if Dan Sherwood's still talking to you. You've taken <laughs> half of the guys away from him, man. Dan's a great guy. Uh, I'm telling you, he, he was a great coach uh, to work for. He's a good friend. Um, I think the biggest thing is these guys saw an opportunity to do something different, you know, a change of pace. You you know, when you're out of school for a lot of years, it does kind of wear on you, and you do kind of want to see how you can grow and how you can move on and go do other things. And I think that's what these guys are looking for, just, just – uh, a change of scenery, you know, and and it is kind of fun in a in a coach's mind to think, man, I could I could come in and totally rebuild the program, and you know, and I told the guys, hey, this isn't going to be just mine. This is our program. Like we're going to come in here and change this with our name on it, and I think that just that that uh, challenge is something that a coach always wants. You know, it's it's easy to take over a program that's already established you know i mean that's easy because you don't have to do much you just kind of take the keys to the car but with us we're gonna have to grind and create a foundation and i and i think we're all totally fine with that so name some of the obviously uh you brought over some fanning guys you brought over some cap guys i'm gonna give you this opportunity to kind of name them off and who you got man absolutely so uh nathan askins right oh, he's yeah. coming from cap he's gonna be our defensive coordinator uh, Sam Smeaton coming from Caprock as well. He's going to be our special teams coordinator. Uh, Matt Donahue, he's a Caprock guy as well. Uh, but actually, I coached him back in the day when he was in high school. Uh, he's going to be the head basketball coach, and he's going to work. Boys. Uh, boys. He's going to work with the D line. Uh, then from Fannin, we're taking Eric Sheen. Um, he's been there for many years. Um, he is a knowledgeable, great coach. He's going to be helping on the offense, quarterbacks and running backs. And P.J. Martinez is coming from okay. Fannin as well. Um, he is a solid guy. I mean, great teacher, great coach. Uh, he's going to be working at the outside linebackers, I believe, with defense. So, you know, experience-wise alone, we're talking, you know, almost 100 years of experience coaching between all of us and that's that's huge that is. that's huge at a 2a school talk about the message <clears throat> it takes to get those guys to follow you you talked about building a program and sometimes you get a little tired at after you've been there for a while what was your message to get these guys to follow you and come build a program at highland park oh man i think i just i just told them that i want to create a a uh, really good environment for the coaches like i want us to be happy number one i want us to be excited to be at work um, i want us to like i said earlier put our names on this program um you know and and i didn't have to do much convincing really it was just like hey this is what i can offer you know i mean highland parks facilities alone are incredible you know the the football field, everything that we've got out there, we've got big plans for Highland Park. 
and I don't think people realize just that it's kind of a jewel out there. It, it's a very desirable place once you've been there. And so really it was, you know, hey, come on by and just walk around with me and we'll talk. And, and they were just like, okay, yeah, this is where I need to be. So, um, you know, I think just it, the other thing too is when we're all in a room together, it's we're just having a good time. You know, we're talking football, we're we're hanging out. And I think just that happiness, really, I guess, is the one word I could describe for that. I think uh, that's no doubt. And one thing I noticed you guys have done really well, and, and I think that it's so important today that I wouldn't think 20 years ago, is, is your social media presence. Mm-hmm. You guys are now have a, you have a football mm-hmm. account. There's a Lady Hornets account. Your coaches are on there. I haven't seen that. I mean – I, I did see that before with the previous staff, but not like this. Yeah, you, you're you're wide, you're way into the mix now on social media. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not a, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty dumb when it comes no, no, to no, no, no. You're social looking at two, media. Two guys that aren't great at it, and uh, you know things like that. Like, yeah, and I, I'm a newspaper guy still. You know, I like to get a newspaper at the gas station, but. Uh, they still sell those, man. I think you know, <laughs> especially during football season. I always yeah. got to get one. Yeah. But um, no, Coach Smeaton, Coach Donahue, Askins, man, those guys are just they're they're lightning quick when it comes to that stuff. And so I said, you know what, y'all are PR, so outreach, yeah. community. That's y'all. All right, y'all do yeah. that. And they have, man, they've hit the ground running. And and you're right today. That that's how you get it out there. And the kids are excited about it. You know, they're they're on there watching everything. And um, I mean, you got to figure out how to reach people. And and today, like you said, like that's how people want to see things. And so if that's what it takes, then that's what we're gonna do. But thank God I've got those <laughs> guys because man. I would be over there on MySpace or something, you know, like <laughs> trying to get trying to get a top ten, you yeah. know, for Highland Park or whatever yeah. it used to be. But I barely know how to work Facebook, man. I, I can't work so. Facebook. Are you a Facebook guy, Craig? I'm a Facebook guy, yeah. but I, but I only won't look at it. I don't do a whole lot of posting on it. So, yeah. so Coach t- Twitter is kind of you know I'm a Twitter guy. That's my newspaper now. Obviously, when you, when you run a website, sports website, yeah. that's what you got to do. It's so funny because. That's that's how I go. That's how I look at news now, mm-hmm. and and it's just weird how much has changed. But it's if it's like today, if you don't have a social media presence, and there's some schools still don't just it just it's like you're gone. You're you're not mm-hmm. you're not there anymore. It's so weird. It's the way the world's changing, you it know. Is. And you got to again. I've always kind of been against it because social media has quite a few negative impacts. Like I see. In yes. The, I'm a teacher. You know. Like I, I taught sophomore English for mm-hmm. four years at Caprock and I taught English at um at Highland Park back in the day too so I see the the negative effects of social media but at the same time like we can make it a positive we we can use it as that I just need to start learning how to you well, know how to do it this is how I told my wife I told my wife very simple she's very she likes Facebook and, and that's about it but if you like anything, she's a Georgia grad. If you like anything Georgia football related, mm-hmm. follow their top writers, follow their school, and and if that's what you like and that's what you want to follow, that's as easy as I can make exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. And stay away from the crap, as as exactly. you, as you would say. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so you married, coach? I am. Right. Um, got a beautiful wife, Rachel Stout. She's at Highland Park as well. Okay. She's the five hundred four GT coordinator there. Um, she's been in education for a long time. 
And I've got a beautiful son. He's uh, going to be in third grade, and he's at Highland Park. So What's his name? Future Hornet. His name's Zeke. Zeke Stout. Zeke. 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 He'll be yeah. good. Yeah. He's just yeah. got that name. Got that name. Uh, got that name. He's already like, <laughs> he's already up to my Adam's apple, I swear. Like, he's huge. Cool. Yeah, well, he's he's a monster. Well, well speaking of that, because people can't see you, but you and Dan Sherwood on the sideline <laughs> together had to be the two biggest coaches anybody faced. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm a little too big. I had, we did our physicals yesterday for uh, bus driving, and the doctor was like, eh, you might want to, you know, chill out a little. I'm like, dang it. All right. Yeah. Time to get back at the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So did you play, when you played at Holland Park, were you with, were you with the crew with Sully Jacks? Yeah, um, Sully's a year younger than me, so okay. we got to play at Highland Park together and at UTEP together. Okay, and I thought so. so. All right, yeah, good. What a, a, what a player. Sully Jacks is a, a wonderful man. He's a, he's a absolute dominant athlete you know but uh he he's a good friend man i it, him and i've been through a lot together and he's taught me a whole lot about coaching and um man he's a good guy he's a really good guy but yeah he was uh he was a stud he at, was at man yeah. yeah yeah he beat my butt just about <laughs> every day <laughs> and i love him t- talk about you know you are a, a graduate of highland park do you take this a little bit personal to try and get this program back to where you want it? Absolutely, I do. Um, I love this school. Like this is this is where I'm going to be for a long time. As long as they keep me, this is where I'm going to be. So, I've got a kind of a five year plan, ten year plan, and and so on um, that I feel like we can accomplish. I think, like I said earlier, Highland Park is a just a jewel out there and and like i said man people don't i don't think they understand that and if they can just get out there and see what we offer um they people would be busting down the doors to get in but but going back to that yes i I spent a lot of years at that school and so it is my mission now that whatever we have to do we're going to be successful and we're going to be a desired place you know, that reminds me a lot of the same message we saw last year with Eric Mims going into Paladuro. Agreed. Have you seen what Coach Mims has done and kind of said, this is the pro, this yeah. is what I need to do? Yeah, he's done a super job over there. Um, uh, fortunately, we're going to get to go play some seven-on-seven seven at their place in June. So um, I can't wait to, to see him and those guys over there. He's done a fantastic job, and, I, I mean, I, I wish them a lot of luck. I know a lot of people there, so – um, and they're they are they're turning it around. So uh, let's talk before we let you get out of here. Let's talk about your 2022 Highland Park Hornets. Obviously, you lost the Rodriguez kid. Adri- is it was it Adrian mm-hmm. Rodriguez? Mm-hmm. Rodriguez. He was a good player. What do we have? How many returning? What, what do we have coming back a little bit? Uh, let's kind of start with uh, quarterback. I guess uh, Brady Thompson's going to be okay. a junior next year. Uh, got a great arm, long, lean. Uh, runs like a deer, you know, <laughs> uh, which is always good. I think he ran the, I think he ran the 200 in track because yeah. uh, I got here kind of late. So, but I did get to watch him. Um, he's a good guy. He's he's going to be a heck of a quarterback, and with Sheen helping out in that area too, um, he'll put up some numbers. And then uh, we've got some big receivers. Isavia Campoya, he's going to be a junior. Uh, Braylon Norman. Uh, man, we've we've got um, we've got a running back right now, Ben Wynn. He's going to be a senior. Uh, we're going to be a little low on seniors next year. Just kind of talking on that, but um, but the guys that we do have, man, they're they're hard working guys. So 
I th- and there's more, man. There, there's a whole lot more of guys I could name off, but just kind of some, some off the top of my head. We're young, uh, inexperienced a little bit, mm-hmm. but but I will say these guys are quick learners, and, and they, they figure things out quick. And so um, we were able to install quite a bit of the offense just within a month. So uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's, there, I don't want to. I don't want to totally tip off a whole lot of things right now, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, offense and defense, you gonna run? Uh, offense, we're gonna spread it out. You know, I, th- I know that they've kind of uh, played a little bit more confined in the box offense in the past. Um, I like the spread. We've done it at Cap Rock. Uh, Coach Artis, our offensive coordinator there, did did a great job with that, and so I kind of learned. From him and Rowdy and, and those guys, um, that spread offense a little bit more. I, I'm an O-line guy by nature, so I like running the ball. But I do understand the, the benefits of spreading it out. So we're going to do that. Um, and then on offense, I believe Coach Askins wants to kind of run a 3-4 offense. And so um, – and he he knows what he's doing, you know, and between him and Smeaton and Donahue and P.J., that's a pretty solid defensive staff over there. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be good. Good change. You sound fired up, man. man we're I we're, am. we're man. fired up for you. I haven't slept in about a month. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I, I wasn't sleeping at first, but lately I feel like I've kind of got a hold of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sleeping a little bit better now. That's yeah. excellent, Coach. <laughs> we, we do appreciate you coming Absolutely. in this early in the morning mm-hmm. to visit with us. Uh, gets me a little fired up for some Highland Park Heck football. Yeah, man. Heck football yeah. in general. So, uh, if yeah. I'm watching seven on seven, I know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like a, it's an itch. Like gotta have it, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's man, bring it back. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for kickoff. It's going to be incredible. So you guys, come on out there and watch them, and um, hopefully we can shock the Panhandle. I think sounds good. Best right. of luck, Coach. Thanks we do appreciate you appreciate coming you in. Guys. What a fantastic interview. Yeah. I, I, and I know I brought this up in the interview, but. Man, it reminds me of talking to Eric Mims last year. It really does. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to building our program to what it is. It's about community. It's about support. Let's get kids back into athletics. It, it, it's, it was just, it's like Eric Mims' version, too, all over, and I love it. I think a story he told us off, the, uh, you know, when we, hit, when we put down the headsets was one of the better stories we heard is how, the stru- how a structure right. it, it takes over. is how now he's got kids at 755 that come in the weight room. And they don't miss it. Right. That wasn't happening before. And it's not a knock on the other staff. I think there's just things that didn't happen. And now it's and now there's a routine. And I think you told him that. It's all about just getting repetition and just getting kids doing routine things. Yes. Getting the kids to invest in what's going on. And as a grad, he obviously, and you could see it, he took a lot of pride in being a Highland Park Hornet. And that's what he wants to instill in this program. So, Really looking forward to that because, end of the day, it, we're way better off the better, more better programs we have than some of those that are just out there, you know, floundering around. I just think it it makes things so much better. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So thanks to Coach Stout for coming in for our final interview of the school year, man. That was a really good one to end on. We'll be back again, folks. Craig and I like to take a little time in June. I travel a little bit. Craig is. Uh, I'll be chasing that child of mine. Yeah, and you got to go redo, still remodel that house over there. Oh, yeah. Man, Almost man. done. Yeah. Almost done. Man, that's – <laughs> yeah, i got to head out to Georgia for a week. So I'll be out there. Uh, always a good time seeing the, uh, seeing the in-laws. 
Hey, by the way, before we end this thing, and we're not going to get to review this, but how pumped are you for, one, Top Gun 2? And I don't know if you're a guy like me, but Obi-Wan Kenobi's new show on Disney+. Plus. So, not an Obi-Wan Kenobi guy, oh, I can't but wait. I know a lot of people are. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun, I'm extremely excited to go watch that. The wife is ready to go watch it, and I said, we're not going the first week because the movie theaters are just going to be oh, absolutely you, yeah. packed, And which that doesn't bother me. I just It's fun to be more in a half-packed right. uh, crowd than it is a packed one. And she kind of looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but I don't want to go the first week. Whatever. <laughs> She's ready to see some Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Man, it all she ever talks about is greatest scene ever is that volleyball scene from Top Gun. I'm like, well, the greatest scene ever is Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont. That's High. what I was. Yes, it is the greatest <laughs> scene ever. We're all judge. We're all judge Reinhold <laughs> in that bathroom, aren't we, Craig? Oh my God, uh, you're right though. No, Top Gun is it's a standalone, and I never thought they would redo this. And I'm very interested to see where they go. It sounds like. They they shot the the scenes these the way they shot the the flying scenes these dudes did it yeah it's just uh, it looks really well shot well done it's two years funny thing is it's been sitting there for two years right because COVID wrecked it all but I'm excited about it I'm excited about Obi Wan this is the uh, part for those that are Star Wars nerds like me this is the exile part where he is now watching over Luke Skywalker as a kid I, I mean I, I think that's really cool. I, I, and I know they do a lot too much now because Disney owns them, but they keep telling these sidetrack stories. I, I'll always kind of follow that. People love it. They do. They, they really do. Yeah, but it's been a fun year, man. We've had it a has great been. year. We're how many episodes in? We are 369 episodes in. We will be back in July with episode 370, kicking off the 2022 football season in high school ought to be a lot of fun we love you all folks we do we appreciate your support for those that listen to this podcast we love you we can't do it without you when we thank you for listening every single time we post one of these and do not forget stick it out with presspassports.com that's where you can get all the news and information there will still be things going on in june while we're not on here that's where you'll get everything you need to know so today's episode, episode 368, or sorry, 369 on a Thursday, May 26, brought to you by the Furman family of companies, including Furman Land Surveyors, Geodata Spatial, the Depot, Storage Solutions Center, the Bread Box, Fat Boys Family Barbecue, and the Hot Dog Hut over at 518 Southeast 10th, and Bar 3, Sports Bar and Grill. Great food, great liquid beverages. Just a great scene. You want to go out there. That's Bar 3, Sports Bar and Grill. For our special guest, Ty Stout, the head football coach out at Highland Park, brand new out there. Former man, Kale Steed, award-winning creator, writer, and overall just a pretty good dude. Yeah, I can say that. I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network. We'll see you in July. Down.